Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. I know when I sit down to edit that every single image that I'm looking at, they love. I'm not wondering, should I keep this one in? Almost always as photographers, we're looking through this lens, pun intended, of what looks great technically. And they're looking at it through the lens of what looks great emotionally. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. On today's photo therapy, Audrey and I are talking about how we prep for the new year, but more importantly, looking back on what works and what doesn't. And this is such an important thing to do in your business all the time. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to let you know what worked for us. We're going to let you know what didn't. We're going to just ramble about stuff that's fun to talk about. All of that after a few words from the folks that support this show. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day-stealing to-dos. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. One of the best decisions I've made in over 12 years of running my photo business was switching to pick time. It is beautiful. It's easy to use. It's easy for your clients to use. There's slideshows that are amazing with music you can add. There's a beautiful store with tons of products and they dynamically insert your client's photos so they can kind of get a sense of what stuff looks like before they order. They have these incredible automations that for me, it's been a game changer. I've made more money in my photo business hands down since I switched to pick time than any other time in my business. These automations remind people of sales, do all the emailing and communicating with your clients that you might not remember to do, and they make it dead easy for them to look at their photos, share their photos, and purchase cool stuff. It is so game-changing. And since I talk about them so much, 
I'm here to tell you what they are offering as a sponsor of the show. Go to pick-time.com, that's P-I-C-time.com, and use the code PHOTOBIZHELP. This will give any new user one entire bonus month free when you upgrade to a paid plan. You can often start a free 30-day trial, so whatever sounds good, you can head over to pick-time.com, use the code PHOTOBIZHELP, and make this huge transformation in your business. I promise you'll love it. It is amazing. They are amazing and really helpful if you need help. Again, pick-time.com with code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month when you upgrade to a paid plan. Can we do like a harmony? Thank you. Thank you. We were singing hymns of gratitude just now. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So today, instead of like a question from someone, even though this is phototherapy, we were we were going to do a we decided it'd be fun to talk about like how we prep. I think this was a question. I have to dig through. But this was something I think I had written down for that we didn't get to. But either way, we're going to talk about how we prep for the year ahead, like things that we consider, how we prepare. It's very this episode should be coming out right at the end of the month. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. So uh, how are you doing in otherwise? Very excited to be almost done with all my editing things. Yeah. I did my last session on Sunday. I usually get a couple requests to do like an extended family session over Christmas, but I've gotten one so far and haven't heard back. I might just say no. I just can't right now. (laughs) I'm done (laughs) for the year. This is what I was wanting to talk about with you and I completely forgot. I was going to just share it with you before we hit record, but I'm going to share it now because I think it's relevant (laughs) it's relevant to what we've been talking about all year which is boundaries and even this many years in for me 12 like trying to figure out what to say yes and no to and where to put boundaries about for example what time of day I want to shoot blah 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 I have had two inquiries for extended family sessions come in this last maybe week and they're both right around the holidays one was are you available the 23rd of December which I actually probably am I mean I'm not going anywhere I'm just my folks live just outside of town here so I don't I'm not like flying anywhere and then one was kind of towards I think it was New Year's Eve or something and it was one was 17 people like extended family and the the other one was I think 15 mm-hmm. yeah and they're like we're all going to be together blah 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 and I just I didn't even think about it. I got the tight, gross feeling in my gut. And I just said, I'm sorry, I'm not available. I hope you have a great holiday. And perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, we can connect another time. I don't know what I said. But I mean, you know, I made it nice. But I actually flat out just... And I love saving money before the winter because we're not busy here in the Northern Hemisphere. And I don't have like, you know... I mean, I, I do the coaching and the podcast and stuff. But I don't have, you know, a full-time thing outside of photography. So I was very proud of myself that I just said no. And it felt amazing. So that was my, my big lesson. I would have never said no any other year. I would have, I would have like not said no. And I just felt that tightness and that anxiety of like, how would I fit 17 people into a photo? What is this? (laughs) You know what I mean? Just what does their house look like? Like, I don't have a studio. We're not going outside. 
speaking of outside, I mean, today it is the grossest of the gross. It's like 38 degrees and it snowed a lot, but it's melting. So it's like slushy, muddy goop and it rained yesterday. So like, just imagine the worst grossness. Yep. So I'm rambling, but I just am very, very excited that I was tuned in enough that I really understand that part of myself where it's like, no. And on a flip side of that, I got a really generous tip from a client that I just shot for whose email was something like, hey, my daughter and her new baby and her husband are coming into town and a couple of other family members. There'll be eight of us. We're going to make brunch. And we just wanted some documentary stuff and maybe like a few combos of us together. And the feeling I got in in the body again was like, absolutely, that sounds awesome. And it ended up being fun. The photos are great. And she gave me a great tip. So I'm saying all this to listeners to just kind of reiterate the point that like your body really does know the answer to these, you know, when you get that email and you just feel a pit in your stomach. Or you're low key praying they don't respond to you. (laughs) I don't have to be the one that makes the decision. That's like what after I sent the response, I'm like, I kind of hope you not that I wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like that sounds mean, but I just kind of low key hope you find someone else to do this for you. And that tells you right there. I'm like, I really didn't want to, but I was trying to squirrel away some extra cash for the season. But that's kind of a disservice to them to have a photographer that's like, ugh, <laughs> I'm burnt out. Yeah. I mean, we're doing this as a job. We're doing this for money, but that doesn't mean we have to do all of the things that come in because I don't think it's worth the Mm -mm. time away from relaxation and family, especially during the holidays, or time away from just feeling good about what you're doing. Like that excitement of like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great photo shoot to do versus if I said yes, I'd be thinking about it for the next two and a half weeks going like, I wonder what their house looks like. I wonder if they have nice light. I, you know, my style is not, that's not what I do. So I, you're right that it does them a service to be like, no. Yep. Unless they come to you with like, we're just going to hang out and make brunch and we want documentation of that. Like, absolutely. Well, and it gives me clarity into next year. I've decided that I'm, I'm going to charge for more than eight people and I'm going to encourage 10 or less. Yeah. Maybe not charge for more than eight, but maybe 12 or less or something like that. Like this is me thinking about it out loud, but I, yep. I knew getting those emails that it's the volume that really freaks me out because people want, they want a picture all, all together. And that's, mm-hmm. it's not like a huge deal, but it's first of all, not what I love to do to do a good one. It's really tough. I mean, I've done massive family groups like that before in the summer mm-hmm. and you need space to really get everyone together. Even if you were not a natural light photographer and you were a, big lighting fan and you had all all the gear no matter so in other words no matter what their situation was you could set up a perfect shot it's still hard to get that many people in a photo if you've never been to their house before and it's winter you can't line them up they have to be like some sitting some standing you know if you're working with different age groups you have to like take that in consideration it's a lot and that's I like the kind of some people are sitting and some are standing and whatever, but that's great for like eight to 10 people at the most. Yeah. It's not fun when it's 17 people. It's like, that's a, you, it's anyway, I'm just blabbing, but yeah, I said no. So maybe I can also send some vibes your way that your people won't respond. I don't think they will. It's been like over a week and I'm like, well, that's great. 
I think I even sent a follow-up of like, were you still interested? Because I always usually send one and I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, that's just fine. We both win. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's removing that resentment out of the... So maybe if you felt prepared for it, but it was on a day like Christmas Eve or last year I shot a wedding on New Year's Eve and I have a holiday fee, you know? So for the three hours or whatever that they had me, they had me at a much higher cost and it was beautiful and it was fine, but I didn't show up like, Ugh. Yep. I could be out with my friend. Not that I rage on New Year's Eve really, but it's... Yeah. I raised my my prices on extended family sessions and I quoted her the raised price but then I had a longtime client reach out recently and ask about an extended family session and I felt guilty <laughs> quoting her the higher price so I quoted her a, I mean she hires me every year yeah and I did their wedding photos and um she's a very loyal client so I was like I'm gonna just quote a little less yeah and also I don't think next year I'm gonna do extended family sessions for people I don't know I think that's going to be a thing I put in place where like I have to have worked with you at least once in some capacity before so you know how I operate like your immediate family like you're the main client like yeah yep so that like you're not walking in not understanding how I work and then yeah I just think that'll go over well that's great there's so many little ways and I always want to keep a running tab of all the ideas that pop into my head when I talk to you but there are so many ways to improve your experience and their experience ultimately and I think mm -hmm. there is a learning curve like you do have to do it and experience it there's people listening that would be totally happy to do the 17 people and excited yep. to meet that challenge and that's awesome I there's no this is just me this is what I've learned and what I prefer and I think every year reassessing in fact let's dive into what we were going to talk about i would say one of the yeah. first things i do is to reassess what worked and what didn't you know mm -hmm. that's a good place to start <laughs> nice transition thanks Segway. and even before i like take inventory on the year and what i need to change for next year i kind of take inventory of where i'm at currently because for now, like currently right now, I am definitely overworked and burned out and I need some time off, which I have because I didn't say yes or I didn't book that extended family session. <laughs> but that's what I need to do first, because if you're pouring from an empty cup, it's just not going to go very far. So kind of seeing where you're at currently, what you need to fill your cup. Is it friend time, social time? For me, it's always alone time. You mean like what you need to do before you're in a headspace to make the decisions about next yes. year? Yes. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yep. Just like take inventory of like your current state of mind, your health, your self-care needs, all that kind of stuff. Is your laundry on the floor where it's been for the last six months like mine was? <laughs> because I'm not going to start planning out my like session guide for next year when I'm unclothed. And unfed. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I start. And then after I kind of rejuvenate a little bit, then it's an inventory of how did last year go? What did I not like about it? How can I make it different for this year? I think that's an important aspect of all big decisions in business is are you making this decision or coming at this because you're frazzled and you need money right away or you're you know I mean whatever fill in the blank but 
whether it's the middle of July and you're looking at things or going into a new year, I think you make an excellent point that regulating your body, your emotions, your energy levels before you make big changes and big emotional decisions. I mean, business decisions are kind of emotional or not even emotional, business decisions, whatever, or emotional, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's all emotional because we're humans, not robots. Always emotions attached. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I'm curious before we talk more about how we, okay, so once we're feeling good, we, we look at what we're going to do moving into the new year, but I'm curious, maybe we can share a thing or two that's worked really well for each of us this year. That's, that's new that we tried. We've already likely covered it, but if someone hasn't listened to those, then this is for you person listening. You go first on that one. Well, I think Mm. (laughs) put you on the spot. I'm like, Oh, did anything work well for me last year? I'm just kidding. Well, I would say one of the best things that I have done is cap my photo session number of photos. So for many sessions, it's 10. For other sessions, it might be 15, 30, etc. But not only has that drastically lessened my workload, we've talked a lot about the old school format of just dumping everything that, you know, Mm -hmm. just... not only giving them a million photos, but editing a million photos. But I've made many thousands more dollars. Is that a real sentence? Many thousands? Sure is. Uh, Because of this. And I love editing again, even during busy season. So I'll just explain that a tiny bit. If someone does a 30-minute session with me at their house, and it's 15 images that they get, I charge for additional images past that. So usually, sometimes people just do the 15 because a lot of people are only looking for a few to hang up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it'll be, you know, 20, 25, and it's $15 for the editing time for the extra images. So that's an extra little chunk. But it's also, I know when I sit down to edit that every single image that I'm looking at, they love. I'm not wondering, should I keep this one in? Should, you know... uh, Almost always as photographers, we're looking through this lens, pun intended, of like what looks great technically. And they're looking at it Mm -hmm. through the lens of what looks great emotionally. And so it's so often that they choose. I mean, I'm editing a session right now and everything that they picked, I'm surprised by. (laughs) Yep. Right. So but that aside, even though they aren't my favorites, I am spending all this beautiful time editing for them because I'm only doing... 30 images or whatever it is. So that was game changing for me and I loved it and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not trying to nickel and dime people or whatever, right. you know, but I'm really being mindful of my time. I mean, this this was born from being like very busy yeah. and knowing deep down a lot of it from conversations we've had that I was over delivering, not in the fun, nice way. Like here's an extra gift certificate for the store or something, you know, an over delivery that makes your client happy. It was an over delivery that they don't even really notice or appreciate. And sometimes it overwhelms them. So it's not really. Yes. I've had people say that before. Like there's so many, I don't know which ones to pick or how to order. And then that's not good. So do you, just for clarity, you put a gallery up of all, you like go through and call the best images and then put those up unedited on a gallery and they go through and pick their 15 or more if they want more. And then you just edit those. 
Yeah, and not with minis. We've talked about how with minis, I I think we both pick like 40-ish and edit all of them. Yep. They can download 10 for free, and then they can buy the whole gallery for 150 but the gallery's already ready to go. And one might say, wow, you spend extra time editing 30 more images, and they might not buy it. Well, some people don't buy them, but I looked at my numbers. We talked about this. Yep. About 75% do. So it works out financially that they pay an extra $150 for all the rest of the images. Yeah. But for all of my other sessions, family sessions, uh, headshot sessions, whatever, I just clean up the gallery. I take out all the crappy ones, blurry, over, underexposed, anything that just got messed up. And then, or any redundancies, I just try to make it as simple as possible. That doesn't take long. And then I post that with one or two example photos. This is what it'll look like when it's... Mm -hmm you know, edited and, and then they choose their favorites. And then those favorites through the pick time app, pick time, get synced to Lightroom. And then in Lightroom, I, I'm already tethered up to what they've chosen. And I just edit them. So it's just I wish I would have had this 10 years ago, instead of right? two years ago, or whatever. For your storytelling sessions, do you then do you choose the images? Because it's telling a story? Or do you do the same process? Same process, but I will add in stuff as a bonus. So that's a under promise over deliver kind of moment where if there's a few that they didn't pick that I love, I'll just give I'll edit them because I love them. And then and then when I go back onto Smug Mug to plan out my Instagram stuff or whatever or a blog post, I have edited versions of ones I actually like too. Yeah. 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 Cool. And weddings, I don't do this either. So I guess mini sessions and weddings are both very different formats, but this is like the standard other, like portrait sessions. So whether it's mm-hmm. a senior or a headshot or a family, like my standard portrait sessions are the, have this proofing aspect. Weddings, you just pick them and deliver them because it's one big whole story, you know? Yeah. Cool. I have to rethink some of that stuff for me too, just so I don't get overworked again because that's not good for anybody. But yeah. The only cautionary thing I, I would say to anyone wanting to implement this next year or at least test it out is you do have to have a system. This is so important for following up with people that are proofing. Being able to look at a glance, you know, and see where everyone's at. I have my little workflowy mm-hmm. table. And it just I manually move stuff, but I can see that two people right now are proofing stuff. Three people are in the editing phase. A couple of other people are in a different phase. So because it is a whole extra phase to manage, which is why I don't do it during minis. I don't do it because if you're doing 25 minis and you're trying to manage people like proofing, have you finished your proofs yet? You know, you can't. You just have to be on your own program. That would just be way too much. So keeping track is important. But other than that, if you're not super busy, if you're newish to photography and you want to try this out, I strongly recommend having a proofing gallery. What's something that worked for you? (laughs) Let's see. This is kind of a simple thing. And I was already kind of doing it, but I definitely did it a lot more this last year of using canned or templates for my email responses. They used to be called canned emails in Gmail, but I think they changed it to templates where you just already have like Mm -hmm. pre-written email responses to commonly asked questions. And I have those all over for like pick time when I send galleries and then Gmail. And I'll tweak it if I need to. But mm-hmm. there's certain things that I just say over and over. When somebody first reaches out, 
Um, when I'm giving directions to a location that I always use. Yeah. When I want to like swing back around on somebody who hasn't responded to my response yet. And it takes away like the energy. Like sometimes those emails are just daunting to send. If, I don't know why or what that is all about, but you just have this like, ugh, I don't want to respond. But if you already have it written up, yeah, it's so much easier. You don't have to think about it. I totally agree. Because it's the little things like here's an example blog post of this type of session or here is this location and a map link. It's like it's adding all those links and all of those other extra bits and the pricing structure and things like you said that you repeat over and over that make it tiring if you don't have some sort of template to work from. And it doesn't mean the templates failed if you have to personalize it and adjust some things for a specific inquiry it still saves so much energy. And then another thing that I really worked on was being more intentional when I was shooting of like Mm. framing it right, exposing it right, not overshooting, you know, just taking a couple as long as I can tell that it's in focus. And especially for weddings that has made, because now when I call a wedding, I don't have like, 18 of the same picture to try and pick the best one. (laughs) I have maybe three and it's so nice. Yes. So nice. Oh, and another thing I've been using a culling software. Um, I use one called narrative, but there's photo mechanic, which is probably really similar and great. And it has like cut my culling time in half. Like I don't even think about it when I call now. Amazing. Yep. Should have been doing that one a long time ago. (laughs) that's a rookie thing to not have that in place but well and if you're doing things like weddings yeah you know if I ever go back to weddings because that's the most heavily intensive call again just setting up proofing galleries for people you're you're just pulling out bad ones it's like a super you can do it super super fast without feeling like you've made a mistake because you're leaving almost everything in but for weddings it's exhausting because there's so many photos Mm -hmm. What does narrative do? That's cool. <laughs> I, I'm not from. I don't. I don't use it. I've. I've definitely heard of it, but I. I don't use it. So you put your folder of files in there into the narrative thing, and you pull. It pulls them all up, and I usually look at them. It's like a film strip going down the side. So like in Lightroom, it goes along the bottom, but you'll see the film strip on the side, and then you see a zoomed in or a full screen image in front of you, and then to the right it's zoomed in on faces. So I just use the arrow keys and the number one key to flag my photo. And then I just scroll through and pick the ones and I can double check just by glancing over if the faces are in focus rather than zooming in. That's beautiful. And it's quick. It doesn't have that like loading time. Lightroom has gotten really glitchy for me lately. I think it's all the updates, but it's super fast. And that's same with photo mechanic. It's that speed that really cuts things in half. But I like the zooming in bit too. Yeah. Cool. It is really nice. Highly recommend. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do a link to that. Let me let me make a note of that narrative. Another thing that worked really well for me this year was telling people that I would only shoot within 90 minutes of sunset. Not because I'm obsessed with golden hour or anything. I don't mind if it's cloudy either or kind of gloomy. I just despise shooting in bright sunlight for the most part, unless I'm doing something personal that's artsy or unless there's a specific bold, hard light look that is required. But for most 
of my clients that want a few good photos, that's not the case. So unless we're shooting, this doesn't apply to story sessions. So if someone says, for example, I did last weekend, one of my longtime clients had me over and they baked Christmas cookies and it was awesome. And it was very bright out and we were inside and that was fine because we were inside. Yeah. But yeah, I love showing up now because I know that it's not going to suck. <sighs> yep. That's an important one. Everything just looks prettier. It looks prettier in post. The color toning on this, you know, whatever sensor you're using. And I mean, it just looks nice. Yeah. It's easier to edit. It's less of a headache for you, but it looks better for them. Looks better for them. That's the other thing, you know? So I think those are the two big ones. But also, I think this was this year. We, I, at least, maybe you, this was last year, was that mini session mm-hmm. format. I have made yep. a lot of extra money there. And also, it's just, I was editing 40-ish photos anyway per client. So to, to do that didn't change my, I mean, minis are pretty quick and easy to edit anyway. But to have those extra images for them to purchase is has been great. I sound like I'm just trying to, again, like squeeze money out of people. But truly, I'm at a point where I'm so busy that if I didn't try and, you know, I don't want to raise my prices so high that it alienates a lot of people. But this is a supply and demand thing for me also. This is like, if you want me to do this, you have to pay for it kind of thing. And I didn't necessarily need to do that in the first year or two of my business because I wasn't that busy. I didn't know what I liked and didn't like. So if you're listening and you're early years, it might not be the time to to switch to something like this. Maybe it is, you decide. But for me, it's really a supply and demand thing. It's not about trying to make people pay so much extra money. It's just my time and your time, dear listener, is really effing valuable. And that has to be at the top of your list in all the decisions you make. Agreed. I'm on a soapbox today. <laughs> what are some things that didn't work for you? Whoo, hmm. That's a great question. I feel like you had a year that where you mostly nailed it, it seems like, at least from my position. This year was good. This was a good I did say yes to a couple things that I shouldn't have. And mm-hmm. again, I learned that lesson and didn't say yes to stuff later on in the year. So I think that's a big one is just really learning to say no. Mm-hmm. even when the people sound amazing, when they sound delightful, when they specifically seek you out because they like your style. It's very flattering and it's very kind and it's a good vibe. And it's hard to say no sometimes. But for me, especially moving out of weddings, saying no to weddings, I had this one couple that sounded amazing and they were getting married in New York City and just everything was glowing and they were so excited to see if I was available. And just it was my ideal client when I was shooting weddings and I had to really put myself in a lane where I had to remind myself that if you say yes to this, you're going to be thinking about this wedding and all the logistics of it and the travel and the blah, blah, blah for the whole rest of the year, because I don't usually shoot New York. I have, but just that thing I was trying to get out of, I was putting myself right back in. And, and so yeah, saying yes to a couple of things that I shouldn't have was, was not pleasant earlier this year, but it's, it's better now. How about you? Things I did not do well. <laughs> okay, number one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have like a list that I've been making in my head of like what I'm going to change for next year because mm-hmm. this year I just got very clear on like that's not really working great. And being very 
just kind of, I guess, strict about my time. Mm-hmm. I've always been try to be good about that, but have been lenient. And I just can't do that this year. And also overbooking myself in the fall. Mm. This job can be very seasonal. So I'm working, I'm have a plan in my head of like how I can try and spread that out a little bit more for people in their booking and just really encourage spring and summer sessions. <laughs> Cause I just can't, I simply cannot do what I have been doing in the fall anymore. Yeah. I just can't. I don't have the time or energy. Yeah. So that's a big one. Just the time. Not totally doing so great on that. And I also got somewhere mid fall season. I just got really clear on like what wasn't working for me in my sessions, like during the actual shooting. And it was frustrating because I didn't really, I don't really know how to shift it quite yet. So I just kept doing what I know. But it was like feeling like I just feel like this isn't lining with me, like how I'm posing people, how the session is flowing. I mean, from the client's perspective, it's great. But like, I just have a different direction in my head that I want to go. Yeah. So once I have a little bit of time off to like really think about it, first take care of myself and then like start daydreaming about my business again. Yeah. I have some ideas of how to make that better. Yeah. I was also thinking one thing that didn't work as well as I wanted it to this year was explaining to people certain things. I had to redo my templates in pick time because they weren't understanding certain aspects of how to access the gallery and what the hearts were for and if they wanted to share it with other people. So I, there's a communication aspect that I think can always be improved that I definitely got better at as the year went on. Cause it was, you know, if you have a communication problem, if you keep getting the same questions over and over again, or if people don't get something that's that you think is fairly straightforward, but you run your business, your head is in it. You know, you know, you're explaining this to someone that has no idea what's going on. So remembering that I think has been important. I just thought of something that I, I started doing that worked really well for me is I signed up for Loom, which is a video service. You can make videos, email videos, you can record record your screen and like have a little bubble of your face talking. So I started using that a lot for certain things that just need a bigger explanation and that an email is just too much. When I deliver a wedding gallery, I send a video and I have a video explaining how to download photos for minis. I have a video that explains the wedding contract. So when I send it over, they know like exactly what they're getting themselves into. Yeah, that worked really well. I'm going to do a lot more of that next year. I too use Loom and I find that it's, I use it mostly in my coaching for individualized email thingies but Mm -hmm. I find that it's extra helpful you're right when you need to explain something if someone writes to me that has an issue with their gallery for example I'll do the little recording of my screen and a little bubble this has only happened a few times this year but it's really nice because they can see your little face Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know you can walk them through a, a screen recording of how to access something for example yeah. It's easy peasy and you just embed it in the email. Yeah. Especially for something that like re- requires you to show them something. And I'm such a visual person that I almost can't understand things if unless I see what's going on. I just, my brain doesn't compute. So yeah, maybe it's annoying for some people, but they have the option to watch the video if that works for them. Huge shocker that a photographer would be a visual person. <laughs> I know. Anytime my daughter tries to explain something to me, I'm like, 
I honestly can't even understand what, what words you're saying. Like, I, I don't even know what that means. I'm like, show me. She gets so mad at me. I'm like, I just can't. I have to see it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I like the tarot stuff so much because I can, it's like a picture game. Yeah. That's another conversation. Well, we we need to wrap up, but I we've kind of talked about how we prep. And I think the most useful part of prepping is learning from your mistakes. So I do think we, yeah. we've been useful as far as that's concerned. But I wanted to just add that when I look at the year ahead, I generally reassess things by quarter anyway. I might have one larger overarching kind of thing I want to do. But for the most part, just like we talked about, you can, it's for me, it's easier to reassess how things are going in smaller increments than an entire year. Mm -hmm. Little tongue twister there. I don't know why that was hard to say. (laughs) Then an entire year. (laughs) I didn't notice. So it sounded great. I'm truly all in on my body wisdom. Let's go down this rabbit hole. (laughs) It goes back to those emails, the icky ones and the excited ones. If you're feeling icky about a lot of your business, there's there's solutions to that. They might not maybe like you answering the emails, you've made a little less icky by having templates and stuff. But yeah, the ickiness is somebody saying no. (laughs) Yet we just ignore it, you know, and it is a I feel like it is a skill to develop, cultivate that relationship with yourself. But uh, the more I listen to it, the happier I am. Weird how that works. (laughs) (laughs) When you listen to your intuition, you feel better, but... <laughs> well, and again, the tarot's helped with that, and that's the whole aim, is to cultivate that relationship with your your own knowing. Because we, we really, most of the time, know. Yeah. You and I, as educators, people that we've worked with, we've talked about this before, but I'm just going to keep talking about it. The idea that people want these really specific answers about what they should do. And if you're listening, you can tell that Audrey and I just try shit. We just try stuff and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But generally it's random weird ideas. We just, that pop into our heads like, Hey, we should try this. What do you think? Oh yeah. Okay. You know, it's not most of what comes from evolving your business and and doing something that you love is going to come from just random ideas. There isn't necessarily a specific formula to that aspect of business. Of course, numbers are numbers, and that's something we've talked about before, but but just trying something because it sounds fun to you. I mean, I use tarot in my coaching. That's not something that I ever saw coming, and that's the best thing I've ever done. So it's just things like that, you know, just trying something because it feels good. Yeah, I've always said the only reason I am where I am with my photography is just because I never stopped like I just kept going and one tiny little fumbling step at a time yeah you know I never I mean I have moments of like I don't know what to do or insecurity and like imposter syndrome but I just keep plugging along that's all and I it's the only reason why I am where I am yeah well there's other reasons too but big reason (laughs) well that's the perfect place to leave this because as I used to say all the time on the show in everything you want to achieve consistency is key and that could be a minute a day but just stay in it so you don't have to come back to it three months later and relearn everything you know just stay in it a little bit every day and happy new year (laughs) happy new year goodbye 2022 (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for listening if you would like to 
check out Audrey's work or connect with either one of us. Our Instagrams and all that good stuff are in the show notes. If you're interested in exploring a tarot reading for business or for personal reasons on Zoom with me, you can book one of those with the links in the bio as well. And uh, we both hope you have a beautiful holiday and new year. Yes. Happy New Year. Okay, bye. Bye. For those of you still on the fence about upgrading the level of your business, making more money in your business, remember to head to pick-time.com. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP for a free bonus month if you upgrade to a paid plan. That's code PHOTOBIZHELP at checkout for a free bonus month with PickTime, my favorite. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 Hats to get 50% off your first year. Thank you.